Hey everyone, it's scriptwriter Steve. This is Barbecue 2 Movies. And it is January 7th, 2021. It's 3.24 a.m. in the morning. I got some bad news, people. Joe Biden is our president. Yes, we have to accept that. I know I've been out there preaching to you every single day that Trump has a path to win. Well, I think all those paths have been exhausted the electoral votes have been validated. Um, the Democrats won on this one. Is it legitimate? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that one. It's a big no. Absolutely not. But we have to live with it. We have to live with it. Um, don't want to live with it, but we have to live with it. Okay, so I'm going to go cut to a commercial here. But I want you to come back here because uh, I want to get into it on how we're going to live with it, and what kind of president we should expect from Joe Biden, right? I think that's a good topic. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, I'm back, ready to start talking about what the future may hold for all of us. Again, Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States. Trump, he'll probably go back into private life. He may run again in four years. He may not. I'm not sure if he wants to go through this. And I tell you one thing, he didn't lose because he did a bad job. In fact, you know, I'm only 43 years old here. I'm not that old. But, you know, my dad is, um, he's 71. Mother's a little bit younger than that. And I talked to them about, you know, Trump. And um, they honestly have said there, there hasn't been a better president. And that's including Ronald Reagan. They lived through the Ronald Reagan era. So Trump has done a really great job, and I don't need to list off all of his accomplishments. You folks are all on the same page as me. I don't have to list down all of the allegations. Well, I wouldn't even say they're allegations. All of the proof out there of voter fraud. You know it. We know it. And I'm not going to go down, down that rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, all right? I don't believe in a lot of them. I'm not one of those people. I, I see plot holes in all of them. I see logical loopholes in all of them, and uh, it doesn't just work for me. But if it works for you, that's fine. All right, I'm not going to judge you on that. But right now, here's where I want us to be. I want us, I want you to live in the present. What we can control is only what we control in the present right now, what today can offer us. Don't look in the back past, right? Get angry, fearful, and paranoid. That's the last thing we want to do is start living in the past saying this is what could have been, would have been, and, and everything like that. That's all in the past. We cannot fix that. And we can't look at, at the future and worry about it too much. We can be concerned. You know, we can think very strategically, right? We can look at what the Democrats may present to us and what type of, um, I guess, theories they may uh, try to instill upon us. But we can't live in fear. We can't live in anger. And again, because the three things that trigger anyone to go to a dark place is fear, anger, and agenda. All right? And I just don't want us to go there. I mean, me, you, right? Because... All, all of us, all of our personalities. I mean, I don't, I don't care who you are out there. 
we're all powered by our own personal fears. I have a fear of being wrong all the time. You may have a fear of being loved. You may have a fear of abandonment. Or you may not have a really strong identity, right, that, you, that you're always searching for. You may, maybe, maybe you can't settle down. Maybe you're fearful of just trying to make the right choice. Maybe you fear being weak and being vulnerable to others. It could be any one of those. But if you go to the wrong area, you're going to let that fear control you. And you're going to be, make some dumbass decisions. You're going to do a lot of dumb things that you're going to regret. And you're, and you're going to, and even if you don't do it physically, you're going to allow your mind to go to a dark place and it's very hard to come out of. And that's where I see a lot of my, a lot of people. They're going to this, this world of paranoia, this world of fiction. And again, it's very easy to go there. This world of conspiracy theories. And once they're in there, they just swim around there and do this big, thick pond of just, you know, just internet links and internet links and YouTubers and everything like that. And just really well made, really good storytelling, to, to be honest. But they don't get out of it. Even I can't pull them out of it. And I really just say, hey, you know what? You can believe what you want. You, you can believe what you want to believe, but it doesn't matter what I say because you won't, you know, you won't come out of it. You, you know, you just won't come out of it. <laughs> and you may be stuck there for the next four or five years. And people may think you're crazy and, and you may actually be crazy and you not even know it. That's the scary thing about it. And that's where a lot of Democrats have gone to it. You know, they've gone to a place of you know, counterphobia where they destroy things that they fear, things that they're paranoid of. They won't negotiate with it. They won't talk about it. They destroy it. And that's what we've seen here at the Capitol, where, again, for the majority of the people who are there, the majority of people, let's get this straight, the majority of people who are Make America Great supporters, Trump supporters, we're all peaceful. We're, we are all peaceful. You know, I've been to a lot of them. Everyone there is law-abiding. Everyone's about law and order, right and wrong. Now, people started going off the deep end. They, they got to a point where they said, hey, you know what? I hate Tucker Carlson. I hate Fox News. Now I hate Trump. Now I hate um, um, Mike Pence. I hate this person. I hate that person. And all of a sudden, you know, all of these conspiracy theories start, start popping up. Why don't this? This is a, done from the Freemasons and, and you know, so-and-so is a clone of this and everything like that. And it started hearing all of these things. And it's not just from one person. It's not just from one friend. It's from, and it's not just from people who are not my friends who are, who are conservatives are going off this deep end. And it's okay to go there, but you have to entertain the idea and then maybe pull yourself back. But what happens is that you, when you go off to this deep end, the conspiracy theories start, you know, having control of your mind. And now, once you get paranoid, and I keep using that word because it's, pretty much accurate. And when I say the word paranoid, you know what I'm talking about. You become counterphobic, where you destroy what you irrationally fear. Okay? You destroy what you're paranoid of. Oh, so-and-so's taking over the government. I'm going to destroy that. And that's why a lot of these people, they just stormed the Capitol today. You know, a lot of people want to blame Antifa. 
Yeah, I bet Antifa was there. I bet they were. But the MAGA supporters were right there behind them. A lot of them were. And what were they doing? They wanted to get into, well, the people's house. And I understand that. I understand the anger. I understand it. But they were trying to get it there, cause chaos, because they didn't want the, this result. And they felt that this election was being stolen from them, and they're right. But their reactions, I don't agree with that. And someone got shot because of it. And now we're, I'm hearing, oh, and not just by one person, that that girl who died is part of a Freemason theory that they're plants, that it's fake. The same thing we hear about some people who's, um, you know, you know some, some, sh- some school shooting theory that the kids died. It's fake, completely made up. You know, that's completely off the rails right there. That girl right there who got shot, she legitimately died. And now you're tarnishing her death with paranoia, conspiracy theories. You want to go there? You, want, you really want to go there? You know, let's not be unhealthy. Let's not be unhealthy with our mental capacity there. Let's think it through. Let's not react. It's very disappointing when people post those things. I have to say, very disappointing. So, but you know what? You know, you know what? The, you know, the, the future is always going to be bright if we make it bright. It really is. Um, Joe Biden may be the worst president to come down our alley. I really think so. Joe Biden is a zero, all right? Agreed. Kamala Harris is a big zero. She's a woman who slept her way to the top. She has accomplished nothing to her, nothing on her own. Absolutely nothing. That's why she has to keep lying. That's why Joe Biden has to keep lying. That's why Joe Biden and the Biden family has to keep stealing. They've really accomplished nothing. And by the way, that's a lot of the people in Congress. That's a lot about the people in politics, period. A lot of them. A lot of them. A lot of career politicians. I know this one guy in Hawaii. You know, if he's listening to this you know, podcast, he knows who he is. But he's been in office for so long. And what did he do before he um, got into office? Well, he was a waiter. Flat out waiter. Now, I'm not saying a waiter is like a know-nothing job, but if you're into a position of leadership, you're going to lead, make decisions on million-dollar projects, whether or not they're good or bad. You would wish you have some type of business background, right? And you're just not a waiter. But that's what he was. But he's been in you know, political office for the last, what, 40, 50 years. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's a smart executive. Maybe he learned something. Maybe not. That's what a lot of these uh, Democrats are. In fact, a lot of Republicans are. You know, Kelly Loeffler, the girl who ran over in Georgia, who lost. Well, she's not very good either. You want to hear her? You want to hear her resume? So she got out of college. And then uh, I think she worked for some small companies. Then Then she went to work for this other big company. And she married their CEO because she was a pretty blonde. He was a lot older than her. 
And that's how she made it. She never ran for office too. She was appointed to that office that she ran for. She was appointed. So she's not good either. And there's a lot of them in there. A lot of them. President Trump was not one of those. He was not given his wealth. He may have had a head start because he was born into a family of developers. But I can tell you this. Just because your father is successful doesn't mean you're successful. You know, um, just because your father's really, really successful doesn't mean you're going to be even close to that successful. Uh, my, my father was very successful. My parents are very successful. I'm not as successful as them. Not even close. All right? Not even close. They are very good. I'm not even close to that good. It doesn't happen that way. You got to work your way to the top. And um, President Trump did not inherit his wealth. He worked his way to the top. His kids are smart. They worked their way up. Ivanka, Donald Trump Jr., right? all of those guys, Eric Trump Jr., they all know how to run big companies. They know, they know how to develop. What does, Joe, what does Hunter Biden know how to do? Steal. You know, cheat. Where did he learn that from? The big guy. Here's the thing. So what can we expect from Joe Biden? What can we expect? Well, I can tell you one thing. From what I observe, now I'll tell you this, I'll be very honest with you here. What I am about to tell you is my opinion, right? I'm not a professional psychologist. I do study behavior purely because I'm a writer. And I like to write characters that are very accurate real life personas. In fact, at the the um, the storytelling curriculum that I'm writing focuses primarily on the study of personality, because I always tell people is that you have to have the characters write the story for you. If you don't know your character that well, then you have no idea how to how to write the story. That means you're self projecting yourself into the story. And talking about self projection, that's what most people do. They write themselves into another person's narrative. And when they do that, it's almost as though they're playing their cards poker with their face cards facing up. You get to know everything that's inside their brain. So when they say Trump colluded with the Russians, they're self-projecting because they did it. When Joe Biden said, hey, Trump was committing quid pro quo, it's because Joe Biden did it. Because he would say, hey, if I were on that phone call, that's what I would have done. You know, this is a, <laughs> it's a trick. How to read people if they're lying. Especially if they, they don't know how to read personalities. Now, for me, I don't, I don't do that because I, I study their personality. I've studied Joe Biden. I want to give you my opinion on Joe Biden. So Joe Biden... He's what we call a type 8 challenger personality. If I were to label him as a movie character, it would be probably the Wolverine, Deadpool, would probably be really close to that. These are people who are very um, type A alpha males. If you, were, if, if you ever played football, they're your regular football coach, your head coach. They are naturally born leaders. They know how to lead. Um, 
when they are healthy, they lead, they help out people, they help out the little guy on the side. Uh, very, very strong personalities. You would, you will know a type cha- type eight challenger when you when you um, I guess when you encounter one, and the reason is that they can seem very condescending to you. When they talk to you, they are talking down to you a lot. Not because they disrespect you, it's just who they are. And they can seem very demanding, and very critical of you. And a lot of people think Donald Trump is that because they're intimidated by him. But he's not that type of personality. The reason why, when they're unhealthy, the type 8 challenger it gets very abusive and law becomes, uh, uh, I guess, law and order is a line which they feel that they can cross without getting caught. Um, the type, that, that's why I say the Wolverine and Deadpool, right? Um, a, lot of, a lot of characters in the movies are type 8, like the Punisher, right? They're, they do the right things, but the law, the line of right and wrong is very gray. It's a very gray area. And you can see these lines, Joe Biden crossing all the time. And the simplest thing is when we take a look at the way he treats women. Now, all of us guys, I, I won't speak on all of us, but a lot of guys, you know, we know there's a line you don't cross with women, especially when it comes with affection. You know you don't walk up behind a woman you don't know, sniff their hair, put their hands on their shoulders. You don't do that. I think anybody knows to not do that. Um, Joe Biden, he's a, he's a smart guy. He knows to not go up behind someone's wife and to sniff their hair. He knows that. But he gets away, he does it because he gets away with it all the time. There's a picture of him doing that same thing to Joe Biden, sniffing her hair, being very intimate with her right before he got, got on stage, right? And when he got on stage, he bit her finger, right? <laughs> weird. That's weird. These are, these are things that he's doing because he knows he can get away with it. The media won't criticize him on it. It's almost like a very, it's a narcissistic you know, type of thing. So then we have that, the way he treats children. You know that as an adult, you don't go up to some strangers or even your friend's daughter, play with her hair, start sniffing her hair. You know that, right? But he does that. He does that flat out. Now, we go into business. He knows that you, you, you shouldn't... You shouldn't collaborate with the Chinese because they're pretty, um, they're, they're, they're pretty uh, sketchy and all these backroom deals and all that to, in, to actually uh, get your kids wealthy and your, your brother wealthy. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't use the office of the vice president to enrich your family. Yet he does because he can get away with it. So this is who he is. He, does, he has not changed. He's done these things for years and years and years. The only thing that stopped him from sniffing people is COVID. Could you imagine if COVID was not here, he would be out sniffing all, he would be out on the campaign trail sniffing people. (laughs) People would see that. He says, oh, uh, thanks for voting for me. Let me sniff your hair. So this is who he is. You know, you have to think about that right now.
So do you expect him to be different? No, I don't. So now when it comes to comes to um, negotiating with China, do you think you'll put America first? I don't think so. Do you think you'll put African Americans first? No, not at all. That was all lip service. You know, the reason why he ran was based upon a lie. That's pure rhetoric. In fact, Donald Trump didn't even say that. You know where he said that, he said he ran for president when he heard Donald Trump saying there are good people on both sides down at Charlottesville. When if you take a look at that whole quote, it's taken out of context. So you're telling me that Joe Biden ran on a lie? Joe Biden is smarter than that. I tell you that. You know? So this is what we have to look for. You guys have a liar in chief. Now, Kamala Harris is the same way. Well, Kamala Harris, she's more of a type three achiever. She, Kamala Harris does not have the leadership skills of Joe Biden. She's not that type of strong personality. But she will do anything to win. Lie, sleep with people, do all those type of things. You can't trust her because she's a con artist. And both of them, Joe Biden, he's not really a con artist, by the way. He, he's not charismatic. He's not good with words at all, right? He, he is not, people don't, people don't, I guess, surround him because he's such a nice guy. He's very condescending. There was a phone call that he was on there with these um, black leaders and he treated them like crap right there. And he treated them so badly that they leaked that phone call out to the public. And guess what? He didn't care that it was out there. He said, I made my point. He didn't care that he was being rude to them. That's just who he is. So the question is, will Joe Biden accomplish all what that he's promised? Of course not. He's a politician. He only cares about himself. He only cares about his kids. Right? So he's, he'll, he's going to try to get Hunter Biden off. We know that for sure. And he'll try, to, he'll try his best to help out himself, Hunter, and his brother. That's about it. Now, does he have a mental condition? Uh, you know, when the Republicans started to push that narrative, I kind of questioned it because my grandmother has Alzheimer's and I can kind of see some parallels to it. I really can. I really, really can. When you stop, when you stop, like, you know, knowing where you are, that's a problem. That really is a problem. Um, now, all I'm concerned about, though, is who will be controlling Joe Biden. I think that's more of a concern of me. So, we'll see. All right, people. I'm going like, to end this uh, recording there. But I just want to end it again by repeating myself. Like, uh, Let's look forward. Let's not worry too much about the future, though. Let's live in the present. Don't get too angry about the past. All right? I don't want you to go down these rabbit holes of conspiracy theories. I really don't. If you have one, you can submit it to me. I'll rip holes in them because that's my job as a writer. You know, you look at all the plot holes. And I'll, and I'll just tell you this. I can rip holes in all of those conspiracy theories because because those are what they are. It's poorly written fiction by amateur writers. 
All right, people. I am out of here. Hope to be more positive next time. Much more positive.